Hi, I'm Monica Packer, and this is About Progress, where we are about progress made practical. Quick question, are you aging? And a not so quick question as a follow-up, how can you tell? And I'm actually talking about how you feel in your body. What's changed for you about your energy, your mobility, your strength, and even your soreness scale? I'm nearing 40 and I've been starting to notice more and more that my body feels different. I'm more sluggish than I was even a few years ago. My muscles are a lot more sore after a workout that would not have bothered me much in the past at all. And my metabolism is shifting too. Now, talking about bodies and aging can be a can of worms. There's a lot of layers socially and commercially that influence the ways we see and value women's bodies in particular and degrade this value as those bodies show signs of aging. And that's a very important topic, but it's actually not the one we're covering today. Instead, we're tackling a question I faced as I've noticed more signs of aging in my body. Can I focus more on nutrition and movement with the goal being to help increase my longevity without it becoming an obsession? That question matters to me for many reasons, but especially because of my past that you likely know with recovering from perfectionism and how that recovery went hand in hand with my work to heal from eating disorders. I recently realized that I have been all or nothing my recovery the last few years. I've been too afraid to learn more about things I've been noticing about my body and aging because I've been worried it would lead me down a path I have worked very hard to put in my past. So I I did what I've done a lot of in the past and challenged myself to focus on one part of a question I had as an experiment. And this experiment is part of answering that bigger question. Can I focus on helping my body age without it becoming an obsession? And I did that by working on one nutritional problem I have. Protein. I really struggle to eat a lot of protein. And I'm wondering if you share in that problem. And I finally made the connection that this lack of protein could be influencing these signs of aging that I've been having more and more. And in ways that I'm like, I don't think I'm quite old enough to experience these things. I've learned that a lack of protein is not only responsible for shifting energy levels and metabolism and muscle strength, but it also contributes to mood and brain fog. So I've been working on protein in particular for a few months, and I can tell you two things. One, it is possible to focus on trying to support your body in ways you need, including nutritionally, without it becoming an obsession. And two, protein really does matter because I am feeling more like myself in my body. My own experiment has coincided with me researching today's guest in particular. His name is Angelo Keeley, and he has a lot to teach us about protein specifically, and that was education I really needed. I just did not know this stuff. Protein and its relation to amino acids is something that can help us in many aging symptoms we are all facing. Angelo Keeley is the co-founder and CEO of Keon, an active lifestyle, supplement, and functional food company 
dedicated to helping people fully experience a fun and active life by providing pure energy enhancing solutions. Keon is the sponsor of this bonus episode, and it's a company I both research deeply and use their products for months alongside my experiment before we finally made this interview happen. I truly enjoyed my time with Angelo and the education he had to share with all of us, and I was especially grateful that he took this community and our needs so seriously, both as women and as people committed to leading an anti-diet lifestyle. And just a heads up, Whenever you do hear the word diet in this interview, we're speaking to the food you eat, not a diet in terms of weight loss. Angelo was a very good sport. In the second half of our chat, I asked some tough questions about the wellness industry, and we went deep into his life as well. I really hope this conversation can help answer some questions you may be facing about your own aging body, how protein might be part of that conversation, and help you move forward with your own experiments of balancing caring for that aging body outside of perfectionism. Angela, welcome to About Progress. Monica, thanks for having me. Let's talk about your background a little bit for people who are like, who are you? Why are, why are you here? Why are you into this stuff? Okay. I just want to say one other thing first. You know, I was preparing for this show. And so I was listening to your podcast like last last couple episodes. And I feel strangely more nervous than I think like many other interviews I've done because I, I just feel honored really? that I'm not a mom and I get to be on the show. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I like I hope I do well. I hope like I make my mom proud and like my wife. And like I hope I just show up in a way that's, awesome. that's like, you know, I don't know, creates value and I, I'm honored to be here. So I just want to say that. That means so much to me. Thank you. Um, yeah. So I was raised in Austin, Texas, and my family was very into health and nutrition. Um, they're really into protein. Um, and I, we'll get into this. You know, I think talking about amino acids and my mom was the first person that gave me this thing called amino acids, which is a certain type of nutrient. I must have been like, I mean, I remember I was like three or four years old, um, She was really into protein nutrition and being healthy and vibrant. And she was a swimmer. And uh, yeah, I just remember her giving it to me and being like, Angie, you know, can't you feel it? (laughs) Like kind of like encouraging me to like enjoy it. And and I remember it. I remember being at this like awesome, this thing um, that I actually liked the taste of. A lot lot of people, um, it's a difficult thing to flavor sometimes. I remember really liking the taste of it actually. So um, core memory, core memory. Yeah. And um yeah, so I think I was just brought up in a situation where health and nutrition was really important. And my parents were small business owners, entrepreneurs. And um, I think that has a lot to do with, uh, you know, how I ended up working in health and fitness and nutrition and, you know, creating my own small business. So um, it's pretty, I didn't, I didn't fall that far from the tree, I guess. Well, I love so much about your own life story and your history. And even just you starting your own business from scratch alone is something I personally want to know so much more about. But the women who are listening are like me, and they're they're starting to notice more and more these signs of aging and recognizing that they need to take care of their bodies a little differently than they have had to in the past. And half of what we do here is educate, because when you know better, you can do better. And In this case, I want to know a lot more about protein, especially as someone who traditionally struggles with eating a lot of meat and has always been anemic and had all those kind of issues. And I didn't know just how much that affects 
the aging symptoms I've been getting in my body too. So let's just start there and tell us a little bit more about what symptoms women might be surprised they are experiencing right now that actually connect to them not having enough protein. You know, I think a good place to start is name that protein is very different from the other macronutrients we eat. It's, it's, it's very different from carbs and, and from fat because the main role of eating carbohydrates or of eating fat is actually for us to um, turn those into, into energy that we can burn. And mm -hmm. the reason why we eat protein is very different. It's actually to help replenish the protein that is in our body. And to go to answer to your question, our, um, our mood are you know, largely modulated through these things called neurotransmitters, which are actually the derivatives of, of proteins. Um, they're these little amino acids, but also our immune system, all of our organs, our muscle, our hormones, enzymes, all of these are proteins or they are the little pieces that make up proteins called amino acids. And so we, when we eat a sufficient amount of protein or amino acids, it enables all of those things to function really well. And if you don't and you have deficiencies, then you can suffer a whole host of issues related to mood and hormones and immune system function. And when you start getting into muscle, people don't realize, like if you, have, you, know, you don't have enough lean muscle, muscle is what helps regulate your blood sugar. Um, and it helps do so many other important things in your body, especially as we age. So uh, I think we really can't emphasize enough how important protein and related to that amino acids are for just overall health for a whole body to function. I mean, maybe like one big idea that if you can grasp how important these things are. So over half of your body is water. Of the part that's solid mass over half of that is made up of amino acids, made up of proteins, which are these mm. little amino acids. So you can see that if you, if you don't consume these, like naturally you could have all types of a host of issues across um, your overall health experience. So can this just be one of those things that it's so individual, it's impossible to say these are the exact symptoms you should look for, but more if you're feeling off or you're feeling sluggish or you're feeling like you can't control your emotions as well. If you're feeling sore more often, you know, just kind of in general feeling off, it likely could be protein. I, what I would say is, I mean, that's, a, that's, that's an excellent way of thinking about it in terms of protein is so fundamental to so many processes, processes across the body. If you are experiencing some type of... Um, illness or just like disease in some part of your body, the first thing I would think of is, am I eating enough protein? Am I consuming enough amino acids? It's definitely something to consider. But then there are things that are, that are more obvious. If you have like really uncontrollable cravings, if you have big mood swings, if um, you simply feel weak, um, if you don't have consistent energy, like a lot of these things are uh, much more, you know, directly linked to that. So I would just say, if you're trying to address any health concern, consider protein as one of the first things that you think about. Hey, am, have I been eating enough? Has my diet changed at all? Is this something maybe I've actually, maybe never actually eaten enough of, but as I've gotten older and our bodies simply don't, you know, they don't function the way that they used to when they were in their teens and twenties. Um, it, it's something really to look at. Is it because our bodies need more amino acids? Is it because we don't digest them as well? Is it just a functioning thing that's hard to describe? <laughs> I'm even trying to get the words here. You can tell I'm not a science person, even though I love learning. So tell us more about amino acids specifically. Sure. Um, so 
Yeah. So what I can do is I can briefly describe kind of how these things function in the body, like when you eat them and then and how you use them and then why it might be different as you age. So that'd be great. Yeah. So all these things in our body that are made up of proteins, your heart, your kidneys, your lungs, um, your skin, your hair, the way that they are made up of proteins is that you actually eat proteins. Like you eat um, plant-based proteins or animal-based proteins. This could be meat. This could be grains, legumes. You chew them up. You digest them in your belly. They get broken down into these little amino acids. They go into your blood. And then your blood directs them to certain parts of your body to help build new proteins. Because the proteins in our body, like we, we can imagine if when you're a baby, you're actually building a lot of new tissue. Or when you're a child, you're building more and more new tissue. Your body's getting bigger and bigger. But even as we mm -hmm. age and we become an adult, all of the proteins in our body, they have a certain uh, life cycle. And they, at some point, they're too old. So they need to be broken down and rebuilt. And when they break down and get rebuilt, you need new amino acids to help rebuild them. And so when we're a young adult, our body is simply better at that. And our body is better at utilizing the proteins and utilizing the amino acids inside those proteins to help rebuild our bodies. As we age, our body does get worse at being able to digest the proteins. So actually to just break them okay. down like the enzymes. But mm -hmm. and on top of that, our body is not as um, sensitive and does not prioritize actually building new proteins and especially does not prioritize building new muscle to help replace your existing lean muscle. And that's simply because as we age, our bodies just aren't, aren't as good at things and, it, and it's not the top priority for it. And so, yeah. you know, someone who, um, this really starts at about age 30 and it progressively gets worse, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, our ability to digest the protein and, and to, and also the sensitivity to, to make new proteins. But it's actually, uh, there's a, there's, it, it's markedly worse for women uh, basically perimenopausal women. And that's because of the hormone shifts that happen during that time period. There is simply this increased amount of what we call anabolic resistance. It just means the body doesn't want to build new proteins. It doesn't want to, doesn't want to focus on creating new muscles. So even a woman who's eaten really healthy, eaten clean, they've eaten well-balanced diet, they've exercised a few days a week. When you start to reach a certain age, you enter menopause, your body simply won't react to those foods that you've been eating. They won't react to the exercise the same way that they did before. So, I mean, it's a general case, you know, I think overall for all people, there's unique situations for women. And then during certain stages of our life, things can change even more. I'm glad you brought in that part of this puzzle here is perimenopause because I've been learning about that more too. I'd never heard about it growing up. And I've also learned it can take years, if not like a decade mm -hmm. or even more for some women. So that's why they're not feeling great for a really long time before they technically have something they can specifically point to, to say, this is what's happening and why things are happening. And so I, I want to just make sure people like me who are listening and I'm an English major, <laughs> English person. But again, I love learning about this stuff. I just want to make sure I'm understanding and they are too. So proteins are made up of amino acids. And when we don't have enough amino acid slash protein, we have trouble with all parts of our bodies, as you talked about. But my other question to this is, are amino acids only in protein? Yes, amino acids um, you know, not to get too sciencey in it, but the thing that makes an amino acid unique 
is it's got this nitrogen molecule in it. And like, it's what okay. defines the amino acid. And the amino acids really are these building blocks of the protein. So yeah, if you want to get enough amino acids for you in your diet, that will come from really only two things, eating whole food proteins, which can come from mm-hmm. plants, um, dairy products, animals, or from taking some type of amino acid supplement. And those are really, that's, those are the only ways that you're going to be able to get them in your daily diet. So when we're talking about supplements and mm-hmm. we're thinking about amino acids being building blocks to protein, do amino acids replace the protein that you're not able to eat? So like for someone like me who might struggle to to even just eat, I don't know, like 40 grams of protein a day, can can not like it would make up the whole amount that I need, in, you know, that I'm lacking, but could it help replace the proteins I'm not able to to ingest or is it more as a support for the protein I'm already able to take in? I think there's a bare minimum of protein that you really want to be eating from whole foods. And that's because when you eat mm-hmm. you eat a whole food, whether it's cheese or, or chicken or, and I would just name plant proteins, they're, they're simply not as rich in the essential amino acids, the ones that you really need. There's these nine of the amino acids that you need more than any. You don't need, you need the other ones, but the nine are like the really important ones that are actually the active components of the protein that help to build new proteins in your body. Plants simply aren't as rich in them. So you have to eat a lot more plants. You have to eat a lot more calories. You have to eat a lot more food to get them. But there are some good ones like quinoa, buckwheat. But, you know, when you eat these, those will uh, those will all, you know, support you, not only in getting the amino acids, but like if you have a piece of meat, it also has some other minerals in it. It has some healthy fats, some carbs. So it, it, it's not like you only are going to eat these protein and only eat these amino acids. Mm-hmm. And I'd say kind of the bare minimum, we'll just choose easy, easy weights. If you weigh 100 pounds, you really want to try to eat at least 40 grams of protein per day from, from whole food mm-hmm. sources as a bare minimum. So you don't have issues like, you know, we were talking earlier about like what kind of things could come up. If you don't eat a minimum of 0.4 grams per pound of body weight. So if you weigh 100 pounds, it's 40 grams of protein per day. You could have very significant issues like hair loss organ failure. Like your body literally can't, Mm. it can't function without it. So bare minimum, I would eat that amount of protein. That said, most of us, and particularly if you're over 30 and every decade, it becomes more important. um, If you're perimenopausal, um, if you're, if you like to exercise, you need much higher amounts of protein. You want to be getting more like a hundred grams of protein per day for that hundred pound person. So over twice the amount of that bare minimum to reach that higher amount, an essential amino acid supplement can be a great idea. And that's because they're much more effective actually than the protein itself. You know, one, you know, one gram of an essential amino acid supplement for a 40-year-old is worth about three grams of protein in terms of the muscle mm. protein synthesis. So you can consume less of it and it's easier to kind of fit in. You know, you can you drink it as like a flavored beverage or you can take some capsules um, but it's not to replace the core food. It's really to hit those higher levels that really are going to support you with aging, um, with maintaining a general kind of level of fitness. It'll help you gain a better metabolism and to cope with some of the things that come with hormonal changes as you age. That's how I would think about it. It's a supplement that, yes, to hit protein intake, but those higher levels of protein intake. Got it. And that's why it's called a supplement. Exactly. Right? Yeah. It's, it's not to replace food. It's supposed to supplement. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like that distinction. And 
you know, I'm realizing this just helped me make a connection. I used to be a big time runner. And back when I ran a marathon, I, I just remember my body was struggling so much to keep up with all the effort. I don't, I know now I was not eating nearly enough. And I can see that now in like my race performance and how I was doing, but also just with my muscle tone and just how it was like, I'm going to take whatever I can out of those muscles. I'm also going to hold on to anything else you do give me because you're not giving me enough. But I've also made that connection now. I'm not, I'm not really allowed to run anymore, which is kind of sad, but I've had my fifth kid this year. I was feeling really exhausted. You know, postpartum life is like that in general, but long after I did with any of my other kids. And so I recognized a need to to shift with my my energy too. And and once I started being able to exercise normal, it felt way harder than it did with my other kids too. And I have to tell you, focusing more on protein has helped me so much. I I feel so much better than I did even just a few months ago once I started to just make sure I was actually eating yogurt to help with the protein because I didn't feel like eggs or something else like that, but also taking Keon as well. I I I don't notice as much when I'm taking it. I notice when I'm not. Mm -hmm. Do you hear that? I hear that a lot. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think that like what's often the case for someone who is not eating, uh, is eating lower amounts of protein and is potentially not yet supplementing with something like Keon is uh, they have kind of like a baseline level of just what you're used to. Like generally how you kind of feel in the morning and maybe it's more groggy or like uh, you really don't want to like, not even just like intense exercise, but go on a walk or go to a yoga class. Mm-hmm. It just is kind of hard. In the afternoon, it's maybe a little sluggish. And when you shift your diet, like you start with just having a scoop of Keon aminos in the morning um, and or, uh, you know, it, having a more protein rich breakfast later in the day after that. that and that mm-hmm. could be something like Greek yogurt. It doesn't have to be eggs and sausage and things like that. Yeah. Um, people have such a remarkable shift in their overall mood, but then you get used to it. Then you get used to like feeling kind of more vibrant and better. Yeah. And it's those. You're like, oh, it's yeah, me. I'm back exactly. to myself. Like, <laughs> and those days when you skip it, you're like, ah, you know, I feel kind of, it's like someone who's, I think uh, maybe addicted is not the right word, but very dedicated to coffee, right? <laughs> like if you don't sure, have your yeah. coffee, you're like, uh, you feel kind of off. But this is um, rather than it being something that it's not a stimulant that actually like changes you like a drug does, like coffee does, but really truly something that just gives your body the core nutrients it needs so that your brain can function well, so that your immune system can function well, so that you're able to produce energy more easily, at, literally at the level of the cell, so that your muscles are healthier. So yeah, overall, you just feel better, um, but it's probably, it, it is more noticeable when you stop. Mm-hmm. And that's what I liked about my own little experiment with it, because I've been, I've been using Keon almost daily for, I think, the past three months, almost three months. And it wasn't until kids started school again and I kind of got out of my own routines that I noticed, oh, I'm feeling more sluggish. I'm feeling more sore. And I like that you talked about it's not a stimulant because I actually one of those people that I can't handle like anything that is a stimulant. I can't have caffeine because it just makes me feel jittery and I can't sleep at night. But like you said, it's just so subtle. It does make me feel like myself and I'm way less sore. Is there anything else they can look forward to about what they can maybe notice once they're doing better about prioritizing protein, whether it's through whole foods and or through a supplement like Keon? You know, I think one thing that's that's really a big deal that people don't realize when they when they prioritize amino acids and protein is satiety. Like when you if you have aminos first thing in the morning 
and you focus your meals on having more protein throughout the day when you are going to eat, you'll notice that you don't have cravings as much. Much more, um, it supports overall better and more healthy eating habits. And I think on top of that, another thing that's not really recognized with the way that amino acids work, and this is whether you eat it in food, but it's especially the case if you take it in a supplement, is that it actually stimulates your metabolism. Because when you consume essential amino acids, it communicates to your body to rebuild muscle, basically. It's not, mm-hmm. not like to make, it doesn't, it doesn't increase the muscle mass. Basically what it does is it tells you to, to recycle, to get used of the old proteins that are currently in your muscle and to help build new ones. And so by doing this, you really support just an overall more elevated, healthy metabolism. So I think overall in life, you know, it's like, I love the theme of your podcast too about not perfection, but just progress, like one step. I think just trying to make choices like this where it's like just prioritizing this protein in this meal or having a scoop of Keon Aminos will just be one more step that helps me to make some more good decisions later, but I don't have to like figure it all out right now. I don't have to like be perfect for the rest of the day or do it all right. It's just, it's like one of those things that that's going to have positive repercussions later on. And this is where I have to ask like a little bit more of a sensitive question because my listeners know that this whole podcast came about because of my own perfectionistic background and how that did lead to some pretty life-altering and almost life-threatening eating disorders. So how can we, and this is just from your viewpoint and and you're in the wellness industry and I'm sure diet culture abounds Mm -hmm. as well as, you know, a lot of marketing entails trying to target things that are just about weight loss. But I think I'm at this point in my life where I'm also recognizing it's not all or nothing with health either. You know, learning how to eat intuitively saved my life, which I'm grateful for. But I'm also at the point in my life where I recognize I want to also feel like myself in my body. And I'm not even talking about the way it looks. I'm talking about the way it feels. And so this is where I ask, Angelo, how have you been able to find this balance of being able to focus on wellness and health? And do it in doable ways and in ways that matter, but aren't so obsessive or maybe all consuming. Mm. And that can come into play both personally and as well as uh, within your business and, and how listeners can translate that to their own life too. Like, how can we make these changes without them becoming obsessive changes? That is such a good question, Monica. It was a long question. Yeah, but I, I, so thanks for I, bearing that out. I get the heart of it. <laughs> uh, you know, I think. The first thing that I would say is that it's a process and I still, hmm. you know, like I don't, I don't do everything perfectly. I don't have it all figured out. Like I'm just continuing hmm. to try to be the best person I can be, you know, for myself and for others, you know, so whether that's what I eat, how I move, how I interact with my kids or with my wife or with people I work with, you know, I'm, I, I see it all as like, Every time I make a mistake or I do something and I kind of feel the pain of it, I say something yeah. and it hurts someone's feelings or I eat something mm-hmm. and I don't feel well afterwards and I don't freak out about it. And I just try to just kind of keep moving forward through the process. I think that's like one big piece of it. I think um, being, I guess it's related. It's like being patient. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I don't believe that anything happens overnight, really. Um, yeah. You know, I think... I've had experiences in my life of having really big insights where something really kind of broke open and I finally could see something or understand something about myself or about others or about the world. But I didn't suddenly like change all my behaviors. 
my behaviors mm-hmm. change over time. And I think, you know, one of the big dangers within kind of the health and wellness culture is like, oh, you're going to take this thing or do this thing and like everything's going to change. And mm-hmm. um, you're not going to take or do something one time and everything's going to change. And so I'll just say it straight out. And talking about protein and amino acids, yeah, I think if you start eating more protein and, and taking amino acids, you're going you're gonna to feel different, you know, within a week and you're going to, you know, start to feel better. But it's even like the way you describe, it's like when you stop doing it, you notice it more. It's not like yeah. suddenly you're going to be perfect. <laughs> you're going to have like yeah. the perfect body and the perfect mood and the perfect, it's like, that's not the way it works. It's, it's, it's small iterative steps and trying my best and being patient with myself and um, being observant about what I feel and what other people feel and just like not, not, not expecting for everything to happen right away, but rather just to really trust like a longer term process and just to make iterative improvements towards it. I'm sick of this. And I know my listeners are too. We're sick of being lied to or being told like one little thing. If you work really hard at it right away and you do it perfectly overnight, everything will change. So I, I respect so much that you would own that even about health in general and, and, and your product too. Like, like I said, it has made a huge difference for me and I do notice the difference and change, but it also wasn't like I, I did it one day and the next day, everything that was wrong that I was feeling in my body went away. Things take time. Be patient. Uh, I liked what you said about the process. That's something we speak a lot about on this podcast. It's small wins building over time. So if they're ready to do the small wins with amino acids, what's your favorite way to take it? Do you like to do it before a workout or after a workout? Is there a certain time of day maybe they can kind of look to 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 add this to their lives? And I'll answer this two ways. I'll say like what I would recommend to others and the way that I do it, because my way might be different. I mean, that's even kind of how I started this interview. I was like, ah, I'm honored to be on this show and I'm not a mom. I don't know exactly what it means to be a mom. You know I mean? Like I witnessed my mom and my wife and her relationship yeah. with the kids, you know, but like I, I can even tell like it's different for my wife than it is for me. Um, mm-hmm. So for everyone, regardless of who you are, what I would say is I think really like something that you can, that actually fits in with your life, you know? And so for some people, that's first thing in the morning. You know, I think if you take essential amino acids first thing in the morning, you will be kickstarting your whole day with these proper nutrients to support mood, immune system, your physical fitness, um, you know, all your vital organs, et cetera. It's a great kind of first decision to make. Um, and if that's the something that you can do every day, and that's the thing that'll fit into your life, that's great. If you already have a really good morning routine and it's like you wake up and you have this really healthy breakfast, maybe that works for you. Maybe what, what makes more sense is to take it in the afternoon before you go for a walk. And it's the cue that helps you remember to like stop whatever I'm doing, whether you're working or you're taking care of the kids or you just pick someone up from school or you know whatever, whatever it is that you're trying to balance, um, that it's like, no, I'm going to take my aminos and I'm going to go on my 20 minute walk. And that's an awesome commitment that again, is ensuring that you're supporting the protein synthesis in your body and you're getting some movement in like do that. Really what I'd say is it's great in the morning. First thing it's great before, 
during after exercise. It's great at periods in between meals. It's great during meals that are not as protein centric. You know, if you're having a salad, but there's yeah. actually not like any kind of meat or eggs or anything with it, it'd be great to eat mm-hmm. with that. So I would just find like what's going to work for you and try to build a sustainable habit that supports it. Um, and then for me, I own an essential amino acid company. So I take it a lot. <laughs> I take yeah. it first thing in the morning. Um, I take it before, during, and after I exercise. I take it uh, if I am. I, I typically eat pretty protein-rich meals, but like if I take you know, my kids to the bakery or something and it's like I want to be able to have you know, a muffin with them or something, but I know it's not that protein-rich, I might be like, yeah, I'm going to take some aminos. Um, so I take it a lot of ways, but I, that's probably not reasonable for most people. Well, I mean, you you deserve to. You, you've developed it. You should have a stock on hand. You can do whatever you want. I will say the flavors are really good because they're subtle. I, I like that they're not overpowering. I made it all the way through mango and now I'm on watermelon. And they're just really, I don't know how to describe it. It's not like you're like, whoa, how, how many chemicals am I ingesting right now to just make this taste good? It, it doesn't taste like that. I, I, yeah, I don't know just to how be clear, they're all natural flavors. Um, and you know, n- natural, uh, um, sweeteners, no sugar in it. Um, yeah. So it's, we just worked at it. And honestly, I mean, if you That's work, impressive. if you work with good, if you work with good food scientists and good researchers, et cetera, you, and you're willing to spend the money on it, you can make stuff that's, that's really high quality and that, and that tastes good. It just takes time. Um, but it's doable. And I think, you know, one thing to let people know if you end up trying it is just that you can add more or less water, it doesn't become more or less effective with more or less water. So if you want, oh, I wondered yeah. That. So if you want, if you like it really strong, you can have it with eight ounces of water. If you like it much more watered down, you can have it with 32 ounces of water. Um, and so, you know, it just gives flexibility to how strong of a flavor that you like. And what's your favorite flavor? Uh, I really like mango and lime. Um, but I, I have friends that are just like diehard watermelon or like they love the berry. It's, it feels like it's, I, that's one thing. One of the things that maybe surprises me most is I never would have realized how diverse people's opinions about flavor could be. And yeah, um, I bet. yeah and just how strong their opinions are, like really strong okay. opinions yeah. about they just like things that are just different. You know, it's, it's, I think it's been a good lesson for me and how um, subjective some things can be. So you brought up your mom early on in the podcast as well as your wife. I'm curious about, I don't know, this, this might be taking like a whole, I don't know, 180 degree turn here, but I'm like, what, what are they like? You know, uh, how, how have they influenced your business and your work and, 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 and the value you see it creating in women's life in particular? I love this question. Uh, it's a great question too, because I don't get asked this. You know, I don't think I'm in these types yeah. of interviews. So it's, it's, uh, it's good for me to reflect on. So thanks. That's my mom and my wife are pretty different. My mom yeah. is very high energy, very eccentric, um, <laughs> you know, like was like a health nut type person. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of like trying supplements and seeing what would work and just really into working out and things like that, like just very that kind of like try different things and innovative and creative and like wants to like you know just try all those types of things and so i think she really she really instilled in me uh, a belief in myself yeah um and she really instilled in me a i think just an interest and commitment to like try things um Mm -hmm. and obviously naturally like health i think 
my wife is similar in some way. She's very, she's very creative and very adventurous. Our first five years actually together, we lived overseas. We lived in France for a few years and we lived in India and then we moved to, to Colorado. So, um, she, she's like down for, for adventure. Um, I think though her, her attitude to me, if my mom's like my big coach, like you got to Angie, like you're amazing. You know, Carrie tries, Carrie, my wife, I think she tries to temper me a little bit more, you mm-hmm. know, to keep mm-hmm. me grounded, to keep me um, focused on less things, on what's really important, all the while really believing in me, but not like, you know, puffing up my ego or trying to make me feel mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm uh, this, you know, super special person, just like being a really great partner to me. Um, and so I think, yeah, she's like my grounding force. She's the, um, she's this person that is consistent and stable and I can kind of always like see who I am and how I'm growing in relationship to her. It's interesting relative to Aminos, um, she isn't, you know, she's, she's like not a, she hasn't been a huge supplement person like growing up. She wasn't raised in that type of environment. Um, whereas, that was me too. Where, I don't think we even took vitamins. <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know, me being interested in it and talking to her about it, you know, it took honestly like even after starting Keon, like it took a couple years before she even like really started taking Keon mm-hmm. Aminos. Um, now she's a regular user. Said she's had her own experience of um, yeah, just how much it's transformed her body, her sense of energy and overall health. Um, and so she's, you know, she's she's been through the ups and downs of of having kids too, and just the effects that can take on your hormones and your body and every every part of you. Exactly. And I think honestly, she's one of those lucky people who. I think pre-kids, she could kind of do more like whatever she wanted. Um, and she would just like stay pretty like fit. And I, you know, kids just change our bodies and stuff. And so I think, and aging does. And I think in that process, she took a greater interest in just being mm-hmm. that much more thoughtful about nutrition and exercise. And um, she was always a really great athlete, but I think just, you know, m- more in the context of like aging and and how can we... Mm-hmm age well and get to stay active and vibrant and feel great in our bodies as we age. I love I love the yin yang, right? Of all relationships, we each need that coach and we each need that grounding force in our lives. So thank you for letting us go a different direction a bit there and telling us about these important women in your life. And I like that we can also just focus on what you said about longevity. Like how can we just make some small changes that increase our longevity? And to me, longevity means feeling like myself for as long as I can. Mm. And mind, body, and spirit. I have two more questions for you. Okay. We like to talk about doing something a lot in our community. And it kind of goes back to your mom's spirit that she put into you of having the courage to try new things, to just do something, to not let the fear of all lead to more of nothing um, and and stop us from trying. Uh, the fear of failure that I'm sure you've experienced a lot in your life. So this is, again, taking another different 180. But with that kind of context, can you tell us a little bit about an experience you've had maybe where you've done something and you've experienced failure, but you had that perseverance to continue and how that's inspired you to, you know, go on to now create this amazing company and and do good in the the world in so many unique ways. Mm. I'm not trying to make this a cop out. I'm trying to answer it like authentically. And I think probably like- I appreciate that. The two greatest adventures- and the two greatest examples of like, you know, fa- I don't know, me having failures are getting married and having kids and like creating a family. Mm-hmm. And um, it, I mean, it's just like the coolest adventure of my life. 
And second to that, I think is, is key on is like trying to take a risk and to build something new and to try to do it like, right. It's not this thing where I'm like, you know, inheriting someone else's thing or working for someone else. Like I I actually have to like put myself on the line and try to create the thing that I believe the most in and that I'm going to be the most aligned. And that's whether how we're building the culture or who we're hiring or what products we're going to make or what decisions you make about like investing in the flavor to make it really be this clean or, you know, whatever those things are. And, um, and I think it's a similar thing with like my family, like, you know, um, it's just me and these other, I have two kids. So like me and these other three people and just like trying to like be my, be the best husband I can be and be the best dad I can be. And I've never done it before. So I don't know, I don't know what it, I don't even know what I'm committing to when I get married, really. I don't really know what I'm committing to when I have kids. And then like every Mm -hmm. single day, you know, as, as my partnership with my wife ages and as my kids age, like just all these new challenges come up. And, um, I say, I'm sorry a lot because I mean, I say, I'm sorry sincerely not like I say I'm sorry because yeah. I f- think I hurt someone's feelings and I need to repair it but because I sincerely feel like I made a mistake you know that what that, that wasn't what I was trying to say or uh, and that could be in my family it could be something I say to my son or my daughter um like, oh you know that, that came across wrong I was I was trying to encourage you in this way and that's not what I meant to say um or at work you know I like all the time I'm making decisions about what we're going to do for marketing or for a legal issue or for what we're going to do with this product. And like, I just, I, I make mistakes all the time. And, um, so I'm trying to think of like what the big one is. I just feel like it happens all the time. I'm like constantly, constantly having all these little failures and I'm just trying to apologize to the team, whether it's my family or that's my work team and, mm-hmm. um, and just do my best the next thing I do. I love that answer because I can relate to it better. You know, I can't relate to maybe doing something that is so out of my reality of moving to another country, which would honestly sound really cool. I'd be totally down for that, but I don't know if my family would, you know, so so I love that it's like the real life. That is where our biggest adventure lies and also our failures often and just learning that that's part of the process of doing the most important work we have whether it's our relationships or our literal work or anything in between. Absolutely, this has been so amazing. I've loved being able to get to know you better and to also talk about Keon. I want to encourage people to go to the link that we have in our bio. We have a special deal for them. They can get 20% off the monthly deliveries or 10% off a one-time purchase. We'll have the link in the show notes. It's www.getkeon.com slash progress. Now here's a final question. Are you ready for it, Angelo? Yes. We always like to end with one doable way listeners can take action on what they learned today. So what would that be? As I spoke earlier about, you asked me when to take Keon Aminos. My real answer was like, what actually fits in with your life? Mm -hmm. And so I think the doable thing I would say is next time you get exposed to some kind of positive idea or positive practice, really just try to think about like, what's a way that makes it easy for me to fit this in? And rather than trying to like make your life super complex with like all these different steps you have to do every single day to like get it all right, just just find like a little win. Find like a little win that you can add during a time of the day that just makes your life more joyful. Angela, this was beautiful. I appreciate you. I appreciate your company and all the good that you're doing in the world. Thanks for being here. Thanks for the opportunity, Monica. It was it was an honor.
I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants you need to grow. I really, truly needed this education from Angelo. And like I said in the beginning, it's been really good for me to try to lean into my fears a bit. And working on my nutritional need of needing more protein in my life has been really helpful for me to see both how far I've come and how far I still have to go. And that recovering from perfectionism and even disordered eating, if you have that as well, it's a long road and we can continue to grow and progress. And that means we get to different levels where we're ready to leave behind some fears and challenge them in new ways. And it's been nice for me to see that I can do that. And I hope that this episode and the education it contained can help you do that too in whatever ways you are needing in your life. I really meant what I said about loving his products. I really encourage you to try out the amino acids in particular. That's a great place to start. And again, to do that, you can go to getkeon.com slash progress. And Keon is spelled K-I-O-N. And that can give you 20% off the uh, subscriptions and 10% off any of their other products. Now, Keon was a sponsor of this episode. Again, it's one that I heavily researched before we went forward with the interview. I love their stuff. I actually asked to be signed up as an affiliate after trying their things for a long time. So I stand by what they have to teach and their products as well. And having a sponsored episode is such a gift. It is a true gift for this podcast and this community. So thanks to Keon for believing in us and sponsoring this podcast. I'm so glad you were here. Thank you for listening. And now go and do something with what you learned today. Dedicated to helping people fully experience a fun and active life by 